welcome to The Empire Diaries. We knew the risks, but we had to podcast. Oh, God. What a ridiculous intro. Very good. <laughs> uh, I'm one of your hosts, LaToya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. For today's episode, we watched uh, episodes three and four of season one of The Vampire Diaries, Friday Night Bites and Family Ties. And let's just say a lot happened in these episodes, especially family ties. So much. Yeah, we uh, will go through all of the uh, people and places and things that got introduced in this episode because it was a lot of iconic stuff. Most iconic, of course, though, in the two episodes is Damon or Damo. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) People are going to hate that we keep calling him Damo, but we're not going to stop. No. (laughs) Damo killing Mr. Tanner, the history teacher. Oh, what a development. Jill, were you happy? What a delight. Ah, so happy. (laughs) Didn't know it happened so soon, but... (laughs) This is what we're telling you about how quickly Vampire Diaries burn through things. You're not going to deal with like half a season of Mr. Tanner, thank God. They wouldn't do that to you. Right, you just like hate him right away and then he's gone, which is beautiful. It's... The best thing Damon has done in these episodes, because he's done a lot of really bad things in this epi- in these episodes, but that was a, a heroic act, if you ask me. I agree. I fully agree. Heroic with, like, heroic intention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, obviously, Morgan and I have seen these episodes before, and we'll talk about that, but Jill, um, as a first-time experience, how about, how, how did you feel about Friday Night Bites? We'll talk about that first. First of all, love the name. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that doing it before Family Ties, it is not a standout because so much happens <laughs> <laughs> in the fourth episode. <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Tanner. Ooh, big moment. Love that. Mm-hmm. Also, Elena, I didn't know she was a cheerleader, so... And now she's not a cheerleader. She is and she's not. She's a short-lived cheerleader for this, for the purposes of the series, yeah. That's the one where the um, the music you came in, right? Starstruck? <laughs> yes. That was yes. Bites. That is when we danced to 303's Starstruck, yes. That might be better than Demo killing Mr. Tanner. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Elena's photo of herself in her bleeding <laughs> uniform. Where does that rank? <laughs> it ranks high for me. Um, also, in the episode, we got some more of Bonnie's witchiness. They're specifically no longer saying psychic stuff. It was like witch. Uh-huh. Uh, the numbers and uh, her not being a fan of Stefan anymore after feeling death, apparently. How did you feel about all the Bonnie witch stuff since I know Bonnie's a top character for you. Oh, love it. Um, I'm not quite sure why she's so hesitant to like embrace it. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that is addressed later. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did say she's just like descended from uh, the Salem witch trials and that didn't end well for her family members. <laughs> That's fair. That's a good <laughs> point. But I feel like there has to be more. Mm-hmm. She also just, like, doesn't know that, like, magic exists. Like, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, to put, like, she, she's, like, refusing the call, I guess, because this 
she doesn't know that like Stefan and Damon are vampires and yeah. that everyone's magic. And it seems like the only person close to her who's like pushing her towards it is Grams, her grandmother. And her into it. Yeah. In her mind, she's probably just like the one freak uh, in the group now, not knowing, you know, all the crazy stuff that's happening around her at this moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So family ties is obviously you, you don't know a lot of what the episode is setting in motion. You just know that there's, there's a lot of introductions and they're all very important uh, in family ties. And uh, you enjoyed that episode, correct? Yes. How did you feel about it? Not knowing where things are going. Um, I mean, it has a great ending. <laughs> <laughs> right um made me want to watch the next episode so that's a win <laughs> yeah the great ending revealing that tyler's parents uh caroline's mom and uh logan scum fell mm-hmm. are aware that uh vampires exist and they know they've returned to mystic falls i just want to know how they know that vampires exist Ooh, you will get the answers like obviously you'll get the answer to that yeah, you'll get the answers <laughs> I want to be like, oh, Elena is so smart because she's she's pretty perceptive. She picks up on things. But then when she sees Damon and Stefan on the plaque and is like, oh, yeah, that's just their ancestors. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, cool. Again, in her defense, she doesn't know magic is real. (laughs) (laughs) You just assume people are vampires all the time. We know that Twilight exists in that universe. Mm-hmm. So she has some awareness that vampires are Twilight awesome. vampires aren't going <laughs> to explain, like, make you think, oh, well, this is a real vampire. Can we talk Twilight a little bit? Because there's a lot of Twilight in these episodes. But yeah, we will talk about these episodes more in detail. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, Morgan and I have seen these episodes before numerous times. Uh <laughs> Morgan, I know that uh, for you, Friday Night Bites is like the moment where you're like, yes, this show, I'm even more amped than I was before. I I really liked it. And watching it again, I, I liked it. I was like, yeah, correct. I dig this. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I have good opinions. Um, I just feel like everyone is like looking like themselves and sounding like themselves, like as much as, mm-hmm. as they can and should at this point, which is great. Um, I really like... Uh, as you pointed out, any dinner party scene is good in the Vampire Diaries, <laughs> and the like, Bonnie like dinner party that they have to get her on board with Stefan is so good, and like, um, Damon and Caroline crashing it is so good. The like unloading the loading the dishwasher scene with Elena and Damon mm. is so fantastic. Like, um, they're both so so good in it, and since. Um, these are obviously two huge characters. This is like one of their first big scenes together. And, you know, we have the dramatic irony knowledge that, you know, they're, he's a vampire, Catherine's someone he knew like over a hundred years ago and all this stuff. And so obviously Elena can't guess that, but she's smart enough to guess that they dated and ask the who dated her first question, all that stuff. I just, I love how, like, emotionally perceptive she can be and how, like, Ian Summerhalder, Mr. Ian, if you will, is <laughs> so good at showing you, like, what he's faking and what he is and what is genuine when he's, like, genuinely taken aback by how nice she is when she says, like, I'm sorry for your loss. It's 
lovely. Yeah, because, you know, he lost Catherine too. And you can tell he's obviously complained about this whole thing for many, many years. And no one's ever, you know, acknowledged that part of it all. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about family ties? I think we all agree on all of these episodes, honestly, but... Oh, it's great. It's the one where I basically pitch to anyone who watches this, I, I say, like, watch the first four. If you are not hooked by four is usually my my uh, my pitch for anyone to tap out because everything sets into motion here and it's so fun. It's, yeah, I don't understand how you can try to turn away after watching episode four. Uh, especially, again, just the reveal that... Um, the Founders Council, they, they know of vampires. I mean, we all love Buffy, but immediately, you know, there are people in this town who know about vampires and they're not going to just allow this shit to go on. All these, quote unquote, animal attacks by a mountain lion. It's so good because it just like tells you, I, I think the great thing about Vampire Diaries um, is just like that it's about a town, a town in like groups of families. Uh, and this, you know, is such an important revelation in that like there's a structure to dealing with this kind of thing and that Mm -hmm. makes you interested and I feel like it's a kind of story that wasn't told a ton before Mm -hmm. and it's new ground they break I I love the Founders Council I love Mystic Falls I'm a big fan (laughs) I will just note for all of our listeners when we have them um (laughs) in this in Family Ties Elena makes a comment about how her mother was really into the founders council just saying mm-hmm. and also the founders council are very interested in the gilbert watch that jeremy is very emo about in this episode he is so emo about it like i mean obviously you want to put a hang a lampshade on that because ultimately they do want the watch and they want to steal it but yeah. he has no reason to believe that this is anything other than lending it to them for like a museum exhibit and uh logan fell that asshole where it seems like maybe he's the only one who cares about jenna's trauma but it's like nope he's trying to use that so he can go to get the watch since they failed this time already fuck him i i need to briefly talk about his outfit he is wearing (laughs) a off-white suit a burnt orange shirt and a brown striped tie which is the worst color palette in the universe and he he should be canceled for that alone and i was i was just i was very upset by it the combination of jenna trying to like flirt with tanner and logan is not painting jenna in a great light right now it's not great it's not great she's perfect though and i i'll i do anything for her spoiler alert jenna's choice in men gets much better that is good to know So for these episodes, I guess for me, uh, I think I was interested originally in it just because I the brother interactions between Damon and Stefan in Friday Night Bites are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the football thing, especially as, a, as someone who's watched all of Smallville, in a post-Clark uh, Kent playing football in season four Smallville world, <laughs> I was not looking forward to like a special ability being playing football but luckily it's just practice and a pep rally and then we're done with that because the coach is dead yeah, i appreciate that they uh they do away with it quickly because i don't it's you know it wouldn't be fun to watch them play a bunch of football yeah it's, it's fun to see how bad at football tyler is but i don't need to see actual games um 
I love Bonnie as a witch because Bonnie's the best and I will never take any Bonnie slander in, in life in this podcast. No. I will kick either of you out if you ever slander Bonnie. Would not dream of it. <laughs> never. I would never do such a thing. And Family Ties, it's just like, this is when you know this this show means business. Like, <laughs> so much happens. So much happens in this episode. I made a list of firsts for Family Ties, if I may. And it Please. is uh, the introduction of Logan Fell, uh, Lizzie Forbes, uh, both Lockwood parents. Carol uh, and Dick. Carol and Dick, our first time in the uh, Salvatore Mansion cellar, which is a important uh, feature and set there. And as Latoya pointed out in our Netflix party watch, the first appearance of brown liquor. So important. Which is a crucial ingredient. I was feeling weird when like Stefan was drinking beer in the pile. Like, no, you don't want that. You want brown liquor. Out, out of a crystal glass, preferably. I can't wait till... Adults start giving children brown liquor. I know, I was like, it's not fully the Vampire Diaries. No underage children are drinking the brown liquor, but we're close. (laughs) We're so close. (laughs) Oh, God. Jill, you were in for a treat. I mean, you're already enjoying a treat, but, like, there's more of a treat. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine it just gets better. (laughs) It it just keeps getting better and better. How did it do it? How, How did it get so much better all the time? I truly have no idea. Uh, the other first, I believe, is that this is the first time that Elena and Tyler talk to each other. <laughs> yes. Family Ties is, is so good that it has an Elena and Tyler interaction. They speak to each other. They say each other's names. That's how dense it is. It's like one of maybe three in the history of the series. <laughs> it is true. They just, they, they really, like... I'm excited to watch out for this and make note of it whenever it happens because it is really so rare and it's very strange. Uh, we've also noted uh, in Friday Night Bites, we are on Jeremy's third haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like it the best of the three. Yeah, so far it's good. And it doesn't stay good. <laughs> we have a lot of Jeremy in these episodes. A lot more than you would think. So much. Um, How is Jeremy going for you, Jill? Um, I don't really care about him. that's where she is now fair enough yeah how did you feel about him and tyler trying to murder each other in friday night bites i just tyler's at the bottom of my list you know Uh, understandable so i'm just like i'm on jeremy's side for that because i'm like yeah fuck him up but (laughs) i kind of don't care about either of them (laughs) there are other characters i'd rather be focusing on Mm -hmm. vicky Mm -hmm. should choose herself basically absolutely Oh my gosh. They are both terrible to her. They both like say to other people and around other people that they think she's like slutty and trashy. And then they both like go to her and are like, but be with me anyway. And she's like, but you treat me poorly. And they're like, no, I'm great. It's awful. And poor Matt tries to help Jeremy out. And Jeremy's not even his friend. And Jeremy's a dick about it. That scene is brutal. Matt's like, yeah, she really makes you work for it. And uh, Jeremy's like, yeah, I never had that problem. I find it pretty easy. It's so disgusting. Gross. Like, that's his sister. And he's, Matt's a nice boy. I feel like we uh, got ahead with Jill and Matt. I feel like we made some progress there. Jill seems like she's coming around. Yeah. He's a very kind boy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to come up with a, a nickname. For him. Oh, I mean, 
besides Matty Blue Eyes, because you don't want Matt at all, right? No. But there's also Mashed Potatoes. That's one of his. Uh, Ooh, I heard that. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, Mashed Potatoes is, uh, he's he's a sweetie. I love in uh, in Friday Night Bites when he uh, calls Tyler a friggin' bully. <laughs> Freaking um, twelve-year-old bully. Twelve-year-old bully. Um, I love, love, love when uh shows on the CW have to say frickin' instead of fuck. Um, <laughs> my favorite instance of it being on Riverdale when Archie is in prison and he says, <laughs> "What it's come to us shanking each other in the frickin' yard," <laughs> which is like, plus. and then he says, "We should play football." He says, you haven't known the one of like the uh, highs and lows of high school football. It's like a beautiful quote. I have to find it. It was great. Uh, I have no problems with it. Um, I'm looking for the quote right now because it feels uh, the triumphs and defeats, the epic, uh, the epic highs and lows, the triumphs and defeats of high school football. <laughs> Phenomenal. I love Archie. But that's, that's not what this is about because we will get down the whole rabbit hole. That is not what this is about. We noted that uh, in Friday Night Bites, everyone looks good. Everyone's hair is working. Their looks mm-hmm. working, except for Tyler's hair. He still has su- supporting douchebag villain hair. It is rough. It is as if they combed it down the front of it to be like flat against his scalp. Like they were like, you can't have it flip up. That's for the heroes. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's a it's an odd choice. Um, what was I going to say? I'm trying to think. I have uh, I have other, you know, deeply important notes, uh, such as can <laughs> Stefan moonwalk? <laughs> you know he can. I mean, I mean, Damon says he can. You questioning why him and Elena looking look so weird dancing? I'm like, well, he's not moonwalking. <laughs> oh, um, we did. I I wanted to add to my list of things that uh Paul Wesley and Nina Dobrev are good at. Um, one, they're good at looking at each other. Two, they're very good at kissing each other. I feel like it's underrated. They are, they're two people who are very nice to watch kiss. They're just, it's very soft kissing. There's no passion quite yet, you know? It's very. I really get there. They have their, mm-hmm. I don't know, they're so pretty. I like really can't uh, stop staring at them. Um, I mean, there was passion in the sex dream that turned into, like it was Stefan and Elena and then it turned into Damon. And that was scary at the end, but there was passion in that sex dream. <laughs> oh, Jill, what was the scariest moment for you? We had some scary stuff this, in these two. We had some scary stuff. The scariest moment was Damo getting in Stefan's head. Terrifying. Terrifying moment. Yeah, that little like, dream sequence uh, with uh, dead Elaine, with Logan Fell reporting on Elena's death. God, we have to be introduced to Logan immediately in Family Ties. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> God, he sucks. He's yeah. worse than Tyler. I'll give him that. He does uh, suck a bunch. Um, but I, <laughs> I like his, I like the function his character serves quite a bit, but he like is the worst. Uh, everyone needs to get away from Jenna. <laughs> Stay away from Jenna, you assholes. So is he like Jenna's ex? Who cheated? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Friday Night Bites has a great moment. Like, it has two great moments with Tanner, one of which is when he dies, but the other one is uh, when Stefan schools him on history. Takes him to school, day. Um, I'm good with dates. God, just the moments when he goes, ha, and all the kids are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, 
like imagine if you're like your teacher and a student just had like a pissing conversation over like the years certain historical events took place in in high school like i i fully would have been like okay cool i'm gonna take a nap (laughs) this is weird like i'm busy going through puberty leave me alone but weirder is that tanner was teaching world war ii and i don't understand it um yeah that's not the civil war (laughs) don't worry we'll get back to the civil war <laughs> like in like in what is the structure of that class if they're jumping around in time that much? He's a bad teacher. Because yeah, they're gonna go back to the Civil War for sure. <laughs> Where they belong. <laughs> um. Oh. Uh. Important. 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 Um. Moment in Friday Night Bites is uh Elena and Damon's scene at the car where he tries to kiss her, not realizing that she has her vervain necklace on, which is an important development showing up and she gets to tell him that she is not Catherine, which is a big old slap, a very good slap. Big old slap. (laughs) We do learn some things about Catherine, even though it's all, you know, veiled because they're like, well, we can't tell her we're vampires, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mm -hmm. We learned uh, that Catherine died in a tragic fire. Mm -hmm. had mentioned, you know, the people who died uh, in the church in the civil war at the Battle of Little Creek, and apparently uh, Catherine was one of those people. Mm-hmm. There's a, a debate on who dated Catherine first, if it was Stefan or Damo. Seems like there's some overlap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Damo's a little bitch who compels uh, Caroline to spread rumors. We gotta talk about Caroline. <laughs> oh, yes. Always. Oh, poor Caroline. <sighs> poor Caroline. Poor Caroline. <laughs> Friday Night Bites begins with, like, terrified Caroline, and then Family Ties ends with tr- traumatized Caroline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a dense period of horrors for her. Just abuse central. Yeah, Kate Fackle is so good in these episodes. Like, she does, like, she gives great, like, scared horror movie girl at the top of Friday Night Bites. And, like, she does so well with, like, the compulsion and her, like, the the scene that she has with Damon where he talks about Twilight and she just very gently asks if he's going to kill her is oh just breaks my heart <laughs> poor thing Jill how are you feeling about Caroline um love Caroline is this kind of the point where audiences were warming up to her no 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 it, not until I will say not until the beginning of season two what people are bad people suck. Oh, I love her. I feel so bad for her. Because you are a good person. Yeah, Smarty <laughs> loved her from the beginning. Oh, yeah. See, my top two last up, the last two episodes were Bonnie and Damo. Damo has dropped down. <laughs> I am not a fan of this Damo. This is a bad Damo. Bad Damo apps, yeah. Damo will rise again, though, I assure you. <laughs> yes, I I can be pretty sure of that. <laughs> you, you can sure. so, so something you can be sure of Damo rising again <laughs> Jeremy always having bad hair <laughs> it's so early Damo he has to do some bad things before we love him true I'm assuming and again yeah Morgan you're absolutely right Candace Akala is just so good and you know obviously you introduce character as not, not even the mean girl, but, you know, she, she, she even says it. I always say the wrong thing, oh. which is the, the case. But 
here it's like a combination of that plus you know Damon compelling her to say the say the wrong thing intentionally. Yeah, and just she's she's fucked up because these are episodes are very heavy on the and like they point out the fact that Damon is like he's abusing her. Yeah, it's horrific to watch honestly yeah her scene her scenes that aren't with damon um her like her scene with elena where elena sees the bites like that scene just uh tears me up like the way that she like like elena sees those and is like is that a bite and she's like no no no, my mom will kill me like that that's her first reaction is like worried being worried about what her mother will think about like this horrible pain she's going through totally uh gutted me and her scene with Stefan where they dance I think is just really lovely that she's it just like reminds you that she's a kid like if you are a fool who disliked Caroline for the first three episodes you have to by then see that she's like she's just a teenage girl who's like trying to get by and she's like a little extra who wasn't (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, she's uh, she's the best. She's my fave. She's my MVP. <laughs> Her hyperventilating at the end was heartbreaking. Yeah, that. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you're not. Just let it out, baby girl. Uh, yeah, we gotta, uh, we gotta protect her at all costs. <laughs> yes, uh, and I I love Elena protecting her because again, you know, we've seen a lot of Elena Bonnie goodness. And Elena just kind of being annoyed with uh, Caroline, but this is a reminder: no, Caroline is still like one of her best friends. Mm-hmm. Even though she's like, yeah, look, uh, my friend Caroline's annoying as hell, but she's my friend. Yeah, like stop being a dick about her right to my face. It is, it is a like Demo who can be quite the master manipulator. He plays his hand pretty poorly in a couple places in these episodes. That place being a very big uh, mishandling of the situation. Speaking of playing your hand poorly, let's talk about Stefan in Family Ties. Oof. God, a loner, mysterious boy really does not work here when your girlfriend wants to know why you're so secretive and why your terrible brother is abusing her best friend. Uh, Why are you so secretive? Uh, Because I'm secretive. This is Damon's fault. (laughs) Not helpful, Stefan. Jesus. Not smooth at all. Yeah, he's uh he's he's doing his best, but like I, it it's great because David's plan doesn't necessarily go exactly the way he wanted it to, but he gets pretty much the same result. Like they're fighting, and he's planted the seed of doubt uh b- via Bonnie, the uh you know the doubt planter. Um, yeah, it was great. I I wish uh, I wish Stefan had been able to outsmart his brother a little bit more, but it's really hard. <laughs> His abs, though. Yes. His abs. That is the truth. In uh, the Netflix party, we're like, oh, abs. In the abs scene, stuff does happen besides abs. Mm -hmm. And that is when he's starting to realize that Damon isn't just here to, like, fuck around with him. He's he's plotting something. He has, like, an actual reason to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damon's not just there to have a good time. And there's something involving a crystal. Yeah, a, a very important crystal. Uh, Jill, do you have any sense of the plan or any like guesses about uh, what his agenda is? Oh, I thought it was just to protect him against the plant. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's deeper than uh, the vervain protection. Oh, got it. Oh, first vervain as well. Yeah. Okay. 
No, I did not read into it more than like, oh, that probably protects him against the plant. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Oh, um, something I did want to talk about that is demo uh, related is a mode that uh, Mr. Ian is very good at is uh, Damon being fake sincere. I uh, yes. I really enjoy the little character Damon puts on when he's going to pretend he's a sweet person. <laughs> uh, like when he tells his like his version of the Catherine story and when he's polite to other adults and stuff like that. It is uh, incredibly smarmy and mm-hmm. I uh, I love it. When he pretends he goes to therapy. <laughs> My therapist says this. And Latoya, you made a good point. All of these people need therapy. It's so much therapy. Like, Jeremy's the obvious one. He should have been in therapy. He's a child. Elena threatens him with it in, like, episode two or something. And I'm like, girl, do it. Somebody do it. Someone needs to do it. And Jenna, why don't you do it? You're the guardian. Uh, Jenna's busy. <laughs> Is she? She's got her thesis. <laughs> right? That's it. That's all she's got. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta do that thesis. We don't even know what Jenna's... We, we know, I don't think we ever learned what Jenna's thesis is about. <laughs> or what she, what she's studying in grad school or anything like that. Oh no, yeah, what does Jenna study? We'll figure it out. I'll find it out. Do they tell us? I, I, I can't remember. I'm sure it's somehow in the Vampire Diaries wiki, even if we don't know it. I was just happy to see Jenna drinking and that was good to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's always great to see Jenna drinking. It really is. Uh, we will see more of it. It will always be great. Mm-hmm. Very true. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, all the introduced characters in this episode? I think we probably should. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked a little bit about Logan Fell. Yeah, we, we don't have to talk about Logan anymore. We've talked we've talked enough about him. Uh, <laughs> Sheriff Lizzie Forbes, Caroline's mother. Mm-hmm. We see her on TV with Logan Fell, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and then her introduction talking to Caroline. It's immediately contentious, and then we learn Caroline has a gay dad. Great. Love that. I was gonna ask if this show gets any gayer, or if we're just gonna have some gay dads. Yes. It does get gayer, but if I may, not very gay. Okay. Not as gay as Legacies. Or even the originals. Yeah, it seems like when in I have I this is where I say that I have not watched all of the originals, but I am watching it, um, and uh, it does seem gayer. But uh, Legacies is very gay. Like one of its main three characters is like pansexual. So yeah, what did you think of basically the little you saw of Caroline's mother, Jill? Um, she's a gun girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically all I know. Caroline does describe her mother as a proud gun owner. Yeah. Um, you know, I I kind of don't really have an opinion of her quite yet. Um, but she obviously knows about vampires, which is fun. Which is unfortunate because she doesn't know that her daughter's being abused by a vampire, un- like in her house. Wait a minute! I just connected that. <laughs> is that why Caroline doesn't want her to find out? No, she doesn't know that her mother knows about vampires. Oh, okay. I think she just has the sense that she's like incredibly protective, and that she would likely blame, like at least Caroline would perceive that her mom blamed her for putting herself in a situation to get hurt, which was, you know, not her fault at all. Right. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that light bulb just went off for me. <laughs> yeah, they have a their relationship is uh I think really great and I think very well uh sketched in and designed, even though we only get a hint of it here. Like I, I really like the two of them going forward. So I'm excited to see 
uh, what you think, Joe. I'm excited for more Lizzie Forbes. Can't wait. We also met Mayor Dick Lockwood and his wife, Carol Lockwood, Tyler's parents. Mm-hmm. I feel like you might have more opinions on that. At least Carol Lockwood, Jill. I do have opinions. Um, she's <laughs> a bitch. <but laughs> I love the bitch characters. So I'm <laughs> so ready for more of those like snarky comments. So ready. <laughs> I love that Carol drags both her husband and then Vicky after being nice to Vicky. So beautiful. It is so funny because like you, you it, it's great to play the like, oh, Tyler thought he had to hide Vicky, but it, it turns out his mom's like really classy and like they have a just fine interaction and then Vicky leaves and then <laughs> Carol's fully like, yeah, that's why we don't bring the trash to the party. <laughs> and we're like, shit. Oh, it's so good. Ooh. It's so Vicky. Poor Vicky in these two episodes. Oh, we'll talk about Vicky, uh, because, God, poor Vicky. Uh, Carol Lockwood is a mood. (laughs) She invites Damo in, idiot. But then Dick Lockwood invites Stefan in. Like, he probably even does anything, but he does invite uh, Stefan in. So they're both dumb, even though they know about vampires. They're tied one for one there. Yeah, so Tyler is a a rich boy who complains about it, and you can see more why he's a dick after seeing his parents. Yeah, because they uh, suck. (laughs) But it's uh, still no excuse for him literally, like, breaking Stefan's bones in uh, the football episode. Yeah, Tyler could have seriously hurt, like, a human person if Stefan were one. He is lucky Stefan's a vampire. And and Matt, I, I do love that Matt's like, that was wrong of us to do. Even though Matt didn't really do anything. Oh, uh, I love Matt. Matt just he, didn't stop Tyler, but like he didn't do anything. He really didn't. Uh, let's see. Not an introduction, but just continuation of the, the existence of Zach Salvatore, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's just around uh, making vervain. Mm-hmm. Jill, how do you feel about Zach Salvatore? I... I'm so trying so hard to figure him out, and it's just not clicking for me. Mm-hmm. So he's related to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's a human. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> he calls Stefan like Uncle Stefan. Yeah, also what? <laughs> we assume him to be like a, like a, like a grand nephew or a great yeah yeah um i don't all i know is that when i was watching these episodes and my boyfriend michael came into the room briefly uh the second he saw zach he was stoked (laughs) he was like fuck yeah zach (laughs) michael would get excited about zach he's like miss that guy and then he said to me i can't sit here with you because i will then rewatch the entire series and i said what is the problem with that Michael is so going to get get sucked into this rewatch and be watching with us and on the podcast also. He is so excited for whenever we invite him. Uh, he's got a standing invitation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll let him know. <laughs> he can get amped anytime he wants. <laughs> he will be thrilled. Uh, there's there's definitely one episode I'll like insist upon uh, having him for. Um, and it, it's not like a particularly notable episode. It's just the one that like really clicked for him. Uh, so I, I figured it would be a nice one to have him on for. Did we have any music we wanted to talk about this episode? I, I, I was just yelling about 303. Yeah, nothing is more important than 303. There was 303. There was Carolina Liar. There was Matt Nathanson. There was BB Brown. It was a good m- music duo in these episodes. Some jams for sure. 
think about outfits. Uh, I think I I made the uh, bold statement that nobody looked good at the founders event. And you were correct. They they were spending all their money on extras and they should have been spending it on outfits. What are you going to do? So many extras in Friday Night Fights. And a lot of extras in Night of the Comet, they really like wanted to fill out the town. They're like, this is the whole town. Here you go. They were given, a, I think they were just given a lot of money. Like, I mean, I just, the CW doesn't give you that much money anymore, usually. Yeah. Unless, I would say unless you're like a DC show, but that's not the case because Legend Tomorrow is probably like the most expensive show and they have no money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it it encourages everyone to be inventive. I love it. Uh, yes. Oh, here's one thing I wanted to note about Friday Night Fights before we go through more characters. Um, Stefan is really bent on finding a shred of humanity in Damon. And he even points out to Damon, the fact that you care so much to torture me, you know, that means your humanity is still there. And then that's when Damon's like, I'll prove I'm not, I don't have humanity. I'll kill Tanner, which honestly, thank you, Damo. Um, I'll kill everyone's favorite character. <laughs> And as I said to Jill in the chat, uh, humanity is a very important uh, concept for Vampire Diaries. I guess it's like essentially the soul discussion in Buffy and Angel, basically. Yes. Ooh, don't get me started on the souls in Buffy. Well, I mean, you're a Spike (laughs) fan, so I know you have some hot takes. But I, I, when we get more into humanity in the show, I think it might be an interesting time to like open up the debate and talk about like other shows, vampire rules and stuff. Cause we do get some new vampire rules. I will say I'm keeping a checklist of vampire rules. Yeah. Uh, Damo dropped a bunch of them uh, in the Anne Rice Twilight discussion, that exposition. Yeah, I tried to catch um, how someone becomes a vampire, but he went so fast that I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it was the standard, like, you have to die with vampire blood in your system thing. Got it. So you don't have to, like, sleep overnight with the vampire who tired you. <laughs> no, it's not true blood. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and we got, like, invitations, obviously. But the show has made clear that vampires do have reflections. So that's yes. one of the ways that they can trick everyone. They can fix their own broken bones. <laughs> yes. Yes. They heal fast. They have rings for sunlight. Mm-hmm. And they have crackly red eyes. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the, the vampires, when they get horny. I love the vampires, and I love... When they get them because they're horny. <laughs> Which Stefan has gotten a lot. He got the blood once, but the most every time since has been horniness. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really good effect. I as as a nerd who's listened to a lot of DVD commentaries, I know they talked about finding that in the first episode, and I think it was Marco Siega, the director's yeah. like idea to just do blood filling the eye, and just given how long the Vampire Diaries universe has been going now, and how long that effect has been working, I think wonderfully for them uh, i think it's a really inventive like bit of effects because it's not really expensive vfx wise it doesn't seem like and it looks really fucking good yeah i i love the show <laughs> uh we've talked about uh stefan in relation to you know his, his um brother and his his whole looking at elena-ness um these episodes introduce uh my favorite stefan which is a sarcastic stefan <laughs> Oh yeah. Him drinking brown liquor and like just bitching about being 17 years old forever is <laughs> hilarious. 
uh, a king. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's great. Like he's he's an actor. What, what's that tweet where it's like, "Go off, Queen. Give us nothing." Like that's <laughs> what I, I love when uh, when Paul Wesley is just very dry. Um, he's very good at it. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if he's better at that or just like looking at Nina Dobrev. It's honestly, they're both so good. Yeah, those are his two superpowers. <laughs> that and, and the Mabs. Oh, that's the third one. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, yeah, it he's he's great. He's so good in this. Like, I think all three of them are the three leads are like really vibing uh in these two episodes. I think that's why they're so exciting. Yeah, I will say the chemistry, I the chemistry was pretty immediate for everyone on the show, really. Even uh Elena and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is just crackling um you know you you can't keep your eyes off uh, any conversation with the two of them and especially when they're calling each other by their names <laughs> proving that they almost as if to prove that they know who the other one is <laughs> um Jill how do you feel about Stefan Salvatore we know how you feel about Demo Salvatore right um I mean I'm warming up to him I like him he's I I want more of the sassy, sassiness of him, the sarcasm. But um, other than that, I think he's kind of boring. Aw, but he went to Harvard. Yeah. I think that can count as boring. <laughs> Aw, poor Stefan. I, I feel like if he gets sassier, I'll be like, okay. I'm always into the sassy characters, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you love Carol Lockwood. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Carol Lockwood is a queen, surrounded by flop men. We stand. I loved her pearls this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so good. She is great. She gets it right away. Uh, let's talk about the sadness that is Vicky Donovan. Oh, Vicky, I just want the best for her. She deserves to not have this terrible life. Mm-hmm. And also, she has such beautiful hair, guys. Yeah. She really does. It is stunning. Her dress was atrocious. <laughs> it's it's a nice cut and stuff, but I love that the color's shitty because it gives you the feeling that she like had to buy it on sale. Like, it was one of those ones that was left over because the color was ugly. Yeah. But was, she was able to get a nice dress because of that. I enjoy that as a detail. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler still hit her. Because he's a little scrub. Fuck him. Again, it's just like, y- y- this is your parents' house and your parents' party. They're going to notice you brought someone. So why try to hide it? That only makes it worse for you and Vicky. Come on. Oh, Vicky, have some self-esteem, some self-respect. Yeah, and it's just like, again, just both options are garbage for her at this point. Because what is, let's realistically talk about what would dating Jeremy Gilbert be like? (laughs) He'll give you free drugs, which are probably bad. Probably? I assume he does not have access to good drugs. I don't know, he gave her those pills and she seemed very satisfied with them in uh, Night of the Comet. Um, I am going to take a wild guess that the sex is also not good. Um, And I can't imagine the conversation being that stimulating. So I, and then the same with Tyler, except he's mean. So neither one. Vicky seems to think the sex was good. That's why she was doing with him all summer. And just based on the future of the show, unfortunately, I feel like Jeremy like puts it down. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I hate that like Jeremy is like good in bed, but it's like true. 
Oh no, God! I think we are gonna have to eventually once we feel like we have more of the show down um, with along with Jill because I think you and I could do it right now. Uh, we are gonna have to talk about how good everyone is at sex, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> but yes i'm so excited for this but that's a but that's a ways away that's how we end season one <laughs> with the fuck rankings, oh, the fuck rankings. <laughs> I, already, I already know who's number one and it's, it's good <laughs> i'm excited i'm excited to hear your number one fuck rankings fuck rankings <laughs> We're gonna have to get that. <laughs> oh God! I'll learn to make sound effects. Let's talk about Elena. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Weird that we're moving away from fuck rankings, but okay, Elena. <laughs> Elena Gilbert, bump it, spokes model. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I can't mm-hmm. believe people call Elena whiny or the worst because Elena is not whiny and she's the best. Mm-hmm. People call her the worst. They don't know shit. Uh, there are there are episodes in which I will maybe enjoy Elena less than I do here. Yes, but I would never argue that she is the worst. Uh, Elena is great in these. She's like very warm and compassionate and just reasonable in an unreasonable world. She is so reasonable. She is so well-adjusted, considering everything. God, yes. And she's like, hey, Stefan, what if you told me one thing about yourself? And he's like, ah, uh, uh, bye <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> that poor girl. She's doing her best. So, Jill, you obviously realize that Elena is good. Go on about that. She's so endearing. She really is. And Nina Dobrev is a very good lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just really earnest and lovely, and I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, uh, she is, you know, doing stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited. She is doing stuff. I and I, I I say that without any irony. I am very excited. She is doing stuff, and most importantly, this is just me trying to segue into talking about her performance in Triple uh, X: The Return of Xander Cage. I hate you. She's phenomenal in it. She pretends to be sexually attracted to Vin Diesel, which uh, is Oscar worthy in my opinion. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but never mind. <laughs> He's phenomenal. Uh, can't wait till we do the triple X f- f- fuck watch. Bonus <laughs> app. Do you think that people have turned this podcast off yet? A hundred percent. Yes. I'm fascinated. <laughs> By who's gonna listen? Because it's really just us being horny nonstop. Yeah, I mean it's quarantine. People are looking for uh, pe- people have a lot of uh, horniness pent up. Uh, oh, we did not talk about Caroline's scarves, by the way. Oh, terrible! Oh, they are they're very 2009. They are they're very thin because obviously it's not cold, so you get like a big wool scarf. But a big scarf would be helpful. Yeah, they certainly look better. They're very thin. Uh, I feel like I wonder, I'm trying to remember if in watching this in 2009, I was like, should I try wearing scarves? You probably were. That sounds like you. Yeah, it sounds like me. I don't think I did it, though. Thank God. Uh, We forgot another introduction, which is Damon's car. 
I was very excited to see Damon's car. It is a cool car. Like, I don't know shit about cars, but I was like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> That's how you know what's cool. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, Damon's car is uh, is in Legacies and has been giving a lot of screen time lately. So I was happy to see it. Uh, let's see. Have we gone through every character? Because I always feel like I'm forgetting a character, but I feel like we've gone through all of them. I think we've done it. Yeah, we did it. Oh my god, we did it. So now we can talk about Thrupples. Uh oh, that would make this show so much better. <laughs> What's your number one thruple that you hope for? Well, I mean, obviously, the first time a thruple was crossing my mind <laughs> was with Bonnie, Olena, and Stefan, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. would be an incredible thruple. It would. Imagine the power there. <laughs> Good vibes in that thruple. Yeah. So good. But then, once we realized that both Damo and Stefan were interested in Catherine, I was like, oh, what about Damo, Stefan, and Elena? Even though, like, I know that's going to be a love triangle, but, well, like, thruple, you know? I mean, if you've seen any of, like, the promo pictures for the show, it's a lot of that. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of implying that. A lot of them being in the same bed together. Yeah. What? Really? I will find that promo. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, there's a lot of promo art that where they're really where they are kind of selling the thruple angle, which I mean, I wish I could tell you they tried. <laughs> but um I know I was talking to someone recently who is on a um on a YA show and I suggested um a thruple uh to them as a fan. Uh <laughs> and she made the very uh very kind comment back to me. I don't know if um I should be we should be encouraging the like teenagers who are watching this to be in thruples just because they might not be emotionally mature enough for them yet. And I was like, oh that's very level headed whereas I'm just like a horn dog monster who's like, what if the three of them kissed? <laughs> Whereas I just finished Elite, and I was like, oh, everything needs to be a thruple. Uh, yeah, Elite du- Elite is the dream, yeah. I found, okay, I found the Entertainment Weekly thruple uh, cover. Uh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> Sexy cast? Check. Obsessed audience? Check. Oh, my gosh. Is that a real tattoo? I'm zooming in. <laughs> And there's also, let's see, this image. I'm going to do another one. I'm glad no one listening can hear them, but they know what I'm, t- I'm talking about. Oh, they know. Yeah, we're talking about the Entertainment Weekly cover. And then the second one is a CW uh, promo shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is all of them in the bed. Yeah. This is beautiful. They're so shiny in this one. Mr. Ian's wearing leather pants, baby. He's wearing leather pants, and they are all just like slathered in highlighter from from the sex <laughs> they are glossy from the <laughs> se double hockey sticks <laughs> oh and he's got the deep deep v going mm-hmm. very into that a lot of deep v. that's how they promoted the show which is understandable how did i not watch this <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i'm con- that's also why i'm confused <laughs> They did also, you know, since if you, you know, want to abbreviate the show, The Vampire Diaries, you would say TVD. Mm-hmm. They did do a season where their tagline was Catch VD. Yep, that happened. <laughs> Which I thought was amazing. It's 
great and I love it. And the show only gets hornier, honestly. It's absolutely true. <laughs> I, I mean, one reason I can understand not watching the show, besides the fact that you were just obsessed with Sherlock, um, <laughs> is that the promos for the show sucked. Like the like the video promos for the show were they very much misinterpreted the tone of the show hmm. a, a lot. Uh, we will talk about this in a future episode too, and I will show you guys a promo where after we watch an episode where it's like if you saw this promo, you th- would think the show is something completely different because it completely misinterprets what happens in the plot, what's happening with these characters, and uh, it's one way to get people who would be interested in the show to not be interested in the show. Ugh, yeah, that's a bummer. I think that I think that kind of is across the board. Sometimes with the CW, yeah. I feel like it was like it was interesting when um, not to bring up Riverdale again, but I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> when they when this first season moved over to Netflix, Netflix did some marketing for them because clearly they realized that they had something that was going to get a lot of traffic, and all of the stuff that Netflix did for Riverdale was like far far better. It just seems like the CW doesn't spend a ton of money on publicity. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bummer. There, I, I, you know, I've been recommending this show for a long time, and uh, it can there it can be like a tough hurdle with people. Like you have to explain that it's like a good family drama that also has hot, glossy CW people in it. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of hot, glossy CW people, and don't you guys love my transitions? Uh. Let's talk about our crushes in this ep- these episodes. Ah, uh, crush talk. I love it. We each get two crushes, which is the is the standard now. <laughs> um, does anyone who does anyone have a burning desire to go first? Uh, well, my crush is obviously Logan and Mayor Lockwood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we so I can't believe my mom's crushes are here. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Uh, I'm not ready to choose my crushes, so you guys can go ahead. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, mine, uh, I'm gonna narrow them down to episode, because that's how I'm feeling today. Uh, for Friday Night Bites, my crush is Maddie Blue Eyes himself. Wow, okay. He's very sweet. <laughs> he's so nice, and he's mad that Tyler's a friggin' 12-year-old bully. <laughs> um, uh, I think he's just, he's very sweet and very winning in it. I love him. Uh, and then in four, it's Caroline. I would like to take her away from this place. <laughs> She's too sweet and too lovely, and she doesn't look like she does dishes. So <laughs> those are my crushes for the week. Jill, do you have your crushes? Yeah, of course, Bonnie. Staying strong up there. Um, and then I would say Vicky. Aw, Vicky. Oh, yeah. I, I want to hug her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Vicky because I also just feel bad for her and I would treat her right uh, and Elena because love a strong woman don't we all <laughs> and none for the Salvatore boys <laughs> I'm so sorry that I picked Matt and therefore made this even like a little heterosexual <laughs> how dare you it's very foolish of me you have to fix that next time that said I stand by Matt I love Matt Donovan <laughs> I'm surprised that Jill didn't say Carol Lockwood. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Can I have a third? There's still time. There is still plenty of time. I'm looking forward to our our future crushes. Oh yeah. I really, really am. Yeah. I think there's gonna be some good stuff. I wonder I wonder if Jill will ever choose Tyler as a crush. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. 
I I don't think I ever will. But maybe I'm maybe he'll strike me differently this rewatch. There might be too much baggage for us to choose Tyler uh, as a crush just because he is at, at a certain point decent, Jill. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when he's decent, I still remember so many other fuck-ups he has after being decent. He is often even when he's like a friend to everyone, so mean. <laughs> and I am a I am a I'm a goody two shoes and I don't like meanies. So And you know the moment that I I am thinking of because it's the moment we always think of when it comes to time. Uh yeah, I'm thinking about that. And that makes him not crushworthy. Oh no. <laughs> Been roaming around the bayou. <laughs> Asking questions. And with that <laughs> Uh, I I think that's been the Empire Diaries. Uh, do you guys want to tell people where they can find you and like criticize these episodes of podcasts? Oh yeah, if you want to yell at me uh, for being too horny on this, which is so fair, uh, you can at me at Lorgan Mudich, um, which is just my name with the uh, the first words uh, flipped around, uh, and I'm bad on any platform. Joe, yeah, I mean on Twitter, feel free to yell at me. I'm very sensitive though, so be a little a little nice. If you want to yell at Jill, yell at me instead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it's Jillbo Baggins, but instead of two L's, there's two I's because someone else has the real Jillbo Baggins, and one day <laughs> I will find them. <laughs> um, this podcast is now just like a ruse for us to get the other Jillbo Baggins to uh. <laughs> Admit to your supremacy. Give it up, Jilbo Baggins. <laughs> Give me the L. <laughs> We're coming. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Lafergs. I'm not on Instagram. Uh, if you yell at me, I will block you. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, don't bully us. And don't forget to stay amped, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stay amped.